Welcome to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. And we are back with another episode of the Brothers of the Dram podcast. I am your host, AJ, with my co-host, Eric. Eric, what are you sipping on today? Yo, what's going on, AJ? Hope you're doing well. Um, today, I'm just sipping on plain old Jameson, 40% ABV stuff. You can't go wrong with Jameson. Very safe, yet very good. It's Eric's go-to. It's like Irish whiskey, Jameson. Can't go wrong for Eric. That's Eric's go-to. go wrong. I am sipping on a mixed drink today to go along with our topics, and I am sipping on an old-fashioned made with bullet. Ooh, very nice. There you go. Yeah, I felt it was good for the time because today we're going to have a kickback episode. We're going to have some drinks, have some laughs over a couple whiskey drunken stories. Let's sure kick back. We all have those stories. Oh, yeah, we do. And Eric, would you like to uh, kick us off with one of yours? Sure, I can kick off with mine. Uh, let's see. Uh, quite a few stories. Uh, back in my day, I did... Uh, partake in some fun activities i guess i still do um and actually my first story is a recent very recent one that uh has to do with again the doors because i'm a huge doors fan but you're i don't think you're a fan anymore and i don't think you're a huge fan i think it's to the point that you're obsessed because i believe out of the 20 something episodes we've done You've mm-hmm. talked about the doors and a quarter of them. Yeah, I mean, if there's a, a, a term like sommelier that has to do with doors uh, fandom, that would be my title. Called Obsessed. Obsessed, yes, that's correct. But luckily enough, recently, and that was about three weeks ago, I think. I don't think it was that long ago. I think it was three weeks ago, maybe a month. Um, Robbie Krieger of The Doors, The Doors guitarist, came into town and played back in their own stomping grounds at the Whiskey A Go-Go. So um, I have a cousin of mine who's a huge Doors fan as well. Um, I actually got him into them. And then he passed that over to his son, who happens to be my godson. And um, so what we did is we bought some tickets and we went to the show. And before that, we actually... um, made a few um drinks um before we left which was and it's all all we had we didn't go to the store i just happened to have you know, like my bottle of uh kirkland irish whiskey and some soda so i just threw some uh sprite with some irish whiskey and uh, made a couple of drinks for us here at the house before we left so my cousin and i enjoyed a few of those drinks and got you know a nice little uh, nice little head change. And then we drove over to Hollywood to the Rainbow. Have you ever been to the Rainbow, AJ? No, I have not. But just real quickly, you said you mixed your Jameson with 7-Up? Not Jameson. Uh, Kirkland Irish Whiskey. So you mixed your Kirkland Irish Whiskey with 7-Up, right? Yes. So that's equivalent to a 7-7. So for the listeners out there, if you make a drink with Seagram 7, American Whiskey, with 7-Up, called 7-7, and i assuming that when you had that, Eric, it was like a nice, soft, sweeter type of drink. Oh, most definitely, yeah, and it it, it was a, uh, I guess you could call it a poor man 7-7. Seven seven. 
because <laughs> Kirkland. Hey, Kirkland's good good whiskey, man. We've talked about that. It's very right. good whiskey, and it was a it was a very fine mixture, and I had no problem drinking it. It was actually pretty tasty. So we nice. had a good time with that. So that's how we started. It's not how we ended. Mm. So we make our way to um, Hollywood, and again we go to the Rainbow, and the Rainbow is a very popular place. If anyone's ever in Hollywood area. I highly recommend if you're into the rock scene or old Hollywood scene, go to the Rainbow. The food is a little bit overpriced, but the food is really good. Um, originally, I believe it's called the Rainbow because Judy Garland's husband. You know who Judy Garland is, AJ? Yeah, she was in a sound, uh, not sound of music, uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. She's Dorothy. She was Dorothy. Um, her husband, or first husband, or whatever bought that place it was this cottage looking sort of restaurant and he called it the rainbow because of his wife you know hence you know somewhere over the rainbow the song and um, it was like a cool place for a hit place for stars from like the 40s and 50s to go hang out at and then somewhere i think i don't know if he sold it or what but the person who bought it kept it and then fast forward like you know 10 20 years it became a rock scene area, especially, I believe, in the 80s, 70s and 80s. It got really, really big with the rock scene because the Roxy was is right next to, and that's another venue like the Whiskey A Go-Go. The Roxy is right next to the Rainbow, and then a few steps down the street is the Whiskey A Go-Go. So um, the Rainbow became really, really popular, um, so popular that even John Lennon went and... Um, all kinds of artists went to the point where they started collecting a lot of memorabilia. And some people say that they stole the idea of uh, the hard rock, stole the idea of what they created their brand of from the rainbow. So if you go there, there's like drum sets up on top and like guitars and things like that. But anyways, this is a whole drunken event we're going on with here. Yeah, but anyway, so we go there. And we start drinking. We um, they have a menu, a drinking menu, and things like that. And they ha- they call it the Lemmy Special. Do you know who Lemmy is? From um, he sings the uh, Ace of Spades. Uh, I know who Remy is from Ratatouille. Oh, oh, um, you're talking about the song goes Ace of Spades, the Ace of Spades. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that's one. the one. Yeah, so he he was the uh, the lead singer, I guess, and the bassist for Motorhead. Mm-hmm. And so he frequent there towards the end of his life. I guess he lived in the area. I mean, I, I didn't look into it too much, but I didn't look into it at all. I didn't do any research, but there's a statue of him there because he was a regular there. He would always drink there. And a Jack and Coke is called the Lemmy Special at the Rainbow. So we were having a bunch of Lemmy specials, um, getting ready to watch the show. And then... Um, That's bunch- blasphemy, Eric. That's blasphemy. Why? I don't know. I'm just saying that. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> so then I was just um I happened to uh ask the bartender because what we went to see a show one time at the Whiskey Gogo and ate at the Rainbow and it seems like people usually eat there before their show. So we saw um a band and I and I saw the lead singer there. So I asked the waitress this time around I said, "Hey, is Robbie Krieger here by any chance?" And she's like, "He might be because we didn't eat inside. We had to eat outside because we didn't have reservations and I think they just say that cuz you can't even have reservations." So they closed it out for him, I guess, and special guests or whatever. So they lied to you. Yeah, they lied to me. Um, but my wife, who doesn't really, she likes the doors, but she couldn't probably recognize Robbie Krieger if she saw him. Um, happened, told me after the fact, after the show, 
that she um, passed by him, go on her way to the restroom, like almost bumped into him. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Robbie Krieger of the doors, you just bumped into him. So anyways, we're drinking our uh, our Lemmy specials and we got uh, pretty, pretty smashed, pretty hammered and enjoyed a hell of a show. We went, you know, we ate, we drank, and then we walked to the Whiskey A Go-Go and saw the show. I had another Jack and Coke. I guess it's not called a Jack and Coke or a Lemmy at the Whiskey. So I had a Jack and Coke at the Whiskey to keep, you know, the party going and just enjoyed a hell of a show, man. It was a great show. I think it's funny how your wife has great stories when it comes to the restroom. Because I remember when we were a little off topic, we were in Vegas. Uh, we were hanging out at one of those lounge that had like live band and everything. We were dancing. Then she disappeared to the restroom. We all were drunk. And she disappeared yeah. to the restroom for a little bit. And you asked me and my wife, you're like, uh, should I go find her? We're like, dude, it's been like 20 minutes. And <laughs> going in circles trying to find us. <laughs> I thought she was just trying to drop the kids off at the pool. I, <laughs> I didn't want to like disturb her, but yeah, um, it, it was a little too long. And it was just like, hey, we should, I should go, I should go get her. And to this day, I'm like, I'm going with you. Going with you, I'm gonna just yeah. gonna hang out, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be your partner, your restroom partner. So yeah, that was a lesson learned. But yeah, good times, good times. So that's my story. First drunken story for me is not as extravagant as you, not as detailed. It's just literally a drunken story. Uh, I was having a party, huge party. We probably had like 40 people there, and mm -hmm. I just remember drinking to the point where the next drink was always the best one. And it got to the point where one of my buddies, he at the time didn't drink at all. He was, you know, 100% sober and he was tired of the rest of us drinking. He was being a buzzkill, a buzzkill. So, so he decided, you know what? I'm going to sit on the cooler that has all the beer in it and I'm going to hide all the whiskey. What? So, what a freaking yeah. party foul downer. So we decided to say, you know, we got to get to the alcohol. So I went to tackle off of the cooler. And then as I was tackling him, for some odd reason, again, we we're all drunk, decided to tackle me, and we all fall to the ground. The beer ends up exploding, and we had no more beer left because for some reason we decided to fight over grabbing the beer and trying to take it from us. Therefore, they all got over all over the lawn. But we found the hidden whiskey. We found the hidden whiskey and said, we're going to get our drink on still. Mm -hmm. As we keep on drinking, we get blitzed out. Can't remember a thing. And apparently I get helped back inside the house. And this part, I don't remember. This is literally a drunken story of me being blacked out. Oh, I get helped inside the house. And the story I'm told is when I get in, I have a, I have in my, in my room, a collector's edition blade, uh, samurai sword, you oh. know, using the movie. And oh, really, that's cool. Dude, it's badass. I love it. You still have it? I still have it to this day. Nice. It moved with me when I got married and everything. Uh, apparently, though, with uh, with kids, the wife's like, yeah, keep them out of the kids' way. So it has to go on a higher shelf now. But uh, I still love it. Still have you it. Still have it. Still have it. I saw the sword, and I was trying to grab it. And oh, I went, oh, a sword. Best day Never of my good. life. Never, Never good. good. So apparently, I go to grab the sword, but then I fall onto my head. But apparently, I stay out my ankles. Like, I hurt my ankle, but I landed head first. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's all the story that I'm told, because apparently I just laid there the rest of the night. That's pretty bad. So, like I said, it's literally a drunken story. It's not as long as Eric's, not as detailed. 
is just straight up having a good time with your friends, getting drunk, probably a little too drunk. This was years back. So, you know, I was younger at the time, not willing to be aware of my surroundings. And yeah, that's probably one of the worst times I've ever been drunk. Hmm. Well, if it's one thing we learn, it's that I am a better storyteller. Not only are you a better storyteller because you have a lot more detail and you're more animated, but you also have a better memory than me. And not to mention the fact, like I mentioned already, I was passed out, blacked out drunk. So I'm sure a lot more happened, but I don't remember any of it. Little tangent. Do you remember when it was another drunken story? So I guess it's tangent to another story real quick. Mm-hmm. It was on your graduation party because mm-hmm. you brought a cake stand. Brought a cake stand. Correct. Yeah. You went to do a cake stand, and like we talked about already, you're almost 6'4". Yep. And it was me with a couple other guys lifting you up. Yep. But apparently, the other guys took off, and I was there by myself holding you up for a cake stand. I remember that, and I was I was thrown up so um, perpendicular to the ground that I hit the roof of the my parents' house with my feet because they lifted me so high up and... All, like pretty straight up, and I my feet kicked the house, the roof of the house. Yeah, we got you up pretty quick. We got you up pretty aggressively. We just yeah. literally got you and tossed you up there. But then I guess since we all were drinking, the guys were like, "Okay, he's up there. We're done," and left. I'm oh, like, oh, man. "Shit, I gotta hold this good this guy on my own." You saved my life. I saved you, bro. You owe me. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Very cool. So I have another one. So one Halloween. Do you have you ever seen the movie The Professional? Never heard of it. Oh boy! All right. So whoever, for those of you who have not seen the Leon, it's called Leon the Professional or just the Professional. I think in Europe it was called Leon. It's basically about a hitman and um, a little girl, and I don't want to give anything else away. And it stars Gene Reno and a very young Natalie Portman when she was a, a little kid. Oh, your girlfriend? Not then. We got together when she was of age. Oh, so um, Natalie Portman is or actually so that the movie is really good. So go watch it. I, I highly recommend it. It's super good. You won't be disappointed. Gary Oldman's in it. He's a great villain. Super cool movie. Uh, my wife and I really like that movie. So we decided to play Leon. It's called uh, Natalie Portman's character was named Matilda and Leon's character was named uh, or. The main character, my character, was named Leon. So, what the girl who can move shit with her mind? No, no, it's about a hit man, dude. It's not about mind stuff. My bad, my bad. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, so we decided to be them for Halloween, and so Leon's character um, has a suitcase that he says um, he has. What does he say? I think it's like an instrument or something that he says is in there, or like a trumpet or something. But what he really does have in there are his guns. So he walks around with like this trench coat and like suspenders and like a little beanie and glasses. So he looks like he looks really cool, actually. He's a cool character. And um, so I bought sort of like a little box. It was like a little picnic, tiny little box with a little handle to look like, you know, like a little luggage. And I filled it. Uh, I put a bottle in there, whiskey with some shot glasses. So we get to the party and, you know, it's it's a big party. So they have like a bar and it's super like there's a line. So I'm like, dude, good thing I brought my stuff. So I bring out the bottle like a hit man. You know, I open up my bottle and like the people around me are like, yeah. So we started, you know, doing shots. I, I brought little shot cups to uh, 
drink myself, but it ended up being sort of like the bartender for the group we were with. So long story short, we all started pounding shots and drinking shots and we polished off the bottle. And at the end of the night, we were so hammered that we went to um, Denny's after the party because he happens to live really close to one. And or the person who was throwing the party happens to live really close to one. And I was so hammered that I didn't even make it in. I slept in the car. <laughs> so yeah that's how that night ended but it was um it was nothing but it was a big uh jack daniels bottle that i had in there so the party got cut short for big party the party got short, cut short for big party yeah it was a hundred it was a 1.75 milliliter bottle that thing got polished off like in a second and as soon as i knew it, i was punched and i was out out but it was it's good times Go ahead. So now you have your story. So you have another story? I'm sure a lot of people can relate to Super Bowl drunk stories. Me and my buddies, we... Not anymore. We're, we're older now, but we always used to have a Super Bowl party before we all got older and moved away to different states. And when lame. we had the Super Bowl, I know, dude, lame. When we had these Super Bowl parties, everyone had a job of bringing alcohol. Bring alcohol, and my friend hosting always had a food supply. So nice. We get drunk every year. Every year we get drunk. So I would always tell my boss at the time I used to work uh, retail. And I would tell my boss all the time, hey, I'm taking Monday off. And jokingly, and he knew it was a joke, Eric, mm -hmm. joke, jokingly said it's against my religion to work the day after Super Bowl. But I always got it off because I know that's not a joke and that's not funny. It's a joke. Moving on. OK, so we would get obviously drunk and it got to the point where I was getting older and I'm like, I cannot take this anymore. So now what we started doing is we would bring a bottle of alcohol. <laughs> with a bottle of Pedialyte. And the purpose of that was to keep us hydrated so the next day the hungover wouldn't be too bad. Mm -hmm. so Makes sense. We go to the house. We're like, you know, we're going to start off with beer pong before the game even starts. We are on the side of the house playing beer pong. And, you know, obviously when you throw the balls, they fly all over the place or they miss the table and so on. We're playing beer pong. The ball bounces on my side. I throw it. I try to catch it off the table. Therefore, I can get the ball back. I end up slipping because at this point we're now intoxicated. I slip. I bust open. Oh, I hit the table. I bust open my knee and blood everywhere. But the party doesn't stop. Wow. Party blood? So I'm like, okay, we need a little TV timeout. Take a little break. Then my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, uh, bandaged me up. So I was good to go. Went back out there, played beer pong, kept drinking, get more drunk. And now the game's starting. So we go inside and we decided now it's time to enjoy the whiskey. So we had Jack Daniels, we had Jameson, and Crown Royal. Those are the three main whiskeys we had, and all of them were finished. So needless to say, three bottles of alcohol plus beer with one bottle of Pedialyte did not do the job. Dang. The older you get, the more time you need to recover, too. The night for me, the, I believe the game for me ended about halftime, maybe third quarter. And the next thing I remember is a picture of me and my buddy passed out on the floor. Man, you guys really got hammered. How did you guys even, like, so you didn't even make it to the game, to finish the game? 
now not every year some years you know we drank after the game but yeah. this year was a little different i think it's because we knew it was going to be our last super bowl that's before my buddy who hosted moved away to a different state and mm. kind of like our last hurrah this was a tradition that we did ever since junior high older now that's why we had the pd light that's why the pd light came to play i see on realizing that it's not enough for all that whiskey and beer now you probably needed one per person yeah well no we did have one per person that's the thing we did that have still wasn't enough it was not enough oh, one per, per person was not enough because i don't know how many rounds of beer pong we played because it wasn't a huge party for super bowl it was usually about a good maybe seven of us if that yeah so that amount of people playing multiple games of beer pong and then switching over to whiskey and like they say liquor before beer you're in the clear beer mm-hmm. before liquor you've never been sicker so yeah, that's why it caught up to us, and we didn't end up finishing the game. Dang! Yeah, it was one of those uh, Patriots Super Bowls, which if you're not a Patriots fan, you don't like those anyways. I do believe we have one more story to share. That one involves both of us, bro. <gasps> oh boy, that's never good. I was told by my fiance we were going to go on a camping trip with her family. Mm-hmm. And you and- were ecstatic. Ah. Uh, I'm not a fan of camping. I am not a camper. I'm Same. a guy that likes sleeping in a bed. So I was not happy about it, but her family loves camping. So I'll homebody. Go, I'll take not not a homebody. You can go to hotels, go on trips, go travel somewhere. Just not sleep on the floor camping where you're in a tent. Oh, That's- wrong, wrong word. Sorry. Wrong word selection. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so go ahead. So I'm like packing getting ready to go for this camping trip and all of a sudden my doorbell rings at the house ring 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 what do you know it's my buddy eric who's the co-host of this podcast with a couple of the friends and apparently they are taking me for my bachelor party yes sir it was to vegas 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 That echo at the end really emphasized Vegas for sure. And that was and that was fun because we planned that with your wife. We planned the whole thing. I even designed you like a man card because you were about to lose your man card. Uh, We bought you like a little card dealer hat and like a, a Vegas Hawaiian shirt. And we got you all dressed up and got you ready all buttered up to go. That was that was a good time. It was a great time once I realized I wasn't camping. So that's when the start. Well, honestly, I was shocked at first. I was like, what the hell is going on? And then you gave me a diploma, dude. You started singing the graduation theme and gave me a diploma. And then you put me in a cap and gown. And I was totally confused about what was going on. And it came out. <laughs> it came out with a bachelor party. That's right. And I remember I burned the edges of that diploma to make it look like vintage because I designed that for you, too. Yep, and I still have that. So I don't know where that is, but I have that one somewhere still. For those who don't know, I have a little bit of a background in graphic design, so I made some custom stuff for AJ. Yeah, Eric's the one who did our logo for the podcast and the Instagram. So good transition. If you don't already follow us on Instagram, Brothers of the Dram, you can also follow us on Twitter at BOT Dram. Yes, sir. And don't forget to tag us uh, with your pictures to be featured as well. Definitely, and then we'll definitely repost you because. With our brand, Brothers of the Dram, it's all about the community. Brothers and sisters together we drink, and we love sharing whiskey with everyone. Yeah, so we don't just want to want to show you our pictures. We want to see your pictures and share those with everyone else because we are a community. Exactly. 
Moving on, back to the story. Moving on. So we ended up going to Vegas. And what hotel did we stay at, Eric? For that one? I believe at that time it was Hooters, no? It was Hooters. That because place is no longer there. We'll get to that, to the reason why I remember it's Hooters for the next day later. But yeah, it was at Hooters for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, unfortunately they sold it. It's no longer there. But it was a good time when we went. And that night we decided to hit the town. The boys on the town. We were going to cause trouble. Cause uh, havoc around the town. Uh, jinx, you owe me a whiskey. So we ended up at this minus five bar, which is in the shops between Mandalay Bay and the Luxor. And right. if you do not know, you pay to go in, and it's literally a frozen bar. Like, everything is frozen. The bar is frozen. The chairs are made of ice. The glasses you drink your drink out of is ice. It's- yeah, you have to wear a, a special jacket to go in, or else you'll be freezing that they, that they let you borrow. With gloves. That's really cool. With gloves, too. With gloves, yeah. So we're sitting there having, you know, the four of us at the time at, the, at this event, and we're sitting there. And next to you know, Eric tells me, hey, check out that guy over there. And Eric, do you want to take it from here? Yeah, I, I guess um, I was observing. I'm pretty observant. I'm a very observant man. So I, I started I started noticing this fella who had a different jacket from everyone else. He kind of seemed special, like in the sense of um, important, like he seemed important or he came off as important. And he was with a, a a woman as well, and he was just buying drinks left and right. But he seemed overly animated, and I felt like this was a man who demands, you know, your attention. And I noticed that he was buying somebody drinks that he didn't know from another group. And I thought this guy's like this guy must be filthy rich, because he's just buying drinks like nothing. So. If I remember correctly, AJ, I think I brought that to everyone's attention, and then I made my way over closer to him to see if I could spark conversation. Is that what happened, or did you? Were you drunk enough where you made the conversation, or you started the conversation? But I don't remember that. Like we had a couple of drinks at the hotel room, of course. You know, gotta get that pregame on. Mm-hmm. He was at the bar, so I approached it and went there, and I ordered a drink, and I just struck up conversation, and then you fully engaged conversation at that point. Mm-hmm. And then he, he was honestly a mad cool guy. So we were just having a good time with him. And I guess his, I don't remember if it was his wife or girlfriend. I have no clue. I don't think okay. I got that information. The lady he was, oh no, I think it was his wife. Oh no, it could be a girlfriend. Who knows? Anyways, so we were having a conversation with them. Good times. Next, you know, it came up in topic about, it was my bachelor party. So he offered to buy me a drink. Mm-hmm. Bought me a, and at the time, I wasn't drinking uh, whiskey straight when I would go out because, you know, for the price, I'd rather have a mixed drink more to sip on. And as the listeners know, I'm all about my Jack. So yeah. I, I got a Jack and Coke. And this, it was so cool. He ended up buying me at that bar. He ended up giving me like four Jack and Cokes that night. Yeah. And we even moved on from the bar. Like, it's this is going to sound weird, but the bar has its own out yeah. bar outside of the cold area. So if you're waiting for your, you know, for your party to go in, you could still drink. So it's literally like two bars. So we finished, we put our coats away. We got out of the cold bar area and just went into the regular bar and he started buying drinks. And by that time, AJ, you were gone. And And then, then, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I don't know if there's anything else that happened during the bar because then we moved. So then we moved on to gambling because he was a gambler and I don't gamble on the tables. Like I've done it, I think once. Yeah, actually literally once in my life. 
gamble on, on the tables. Um, usually I'm just too chicken. I just do the machines. So he took us to the tables and we're watching him play and he's bet- betting big, dude, big money. And then he gave us his card, his business card. Apparently he was some don't, kind don't, of- Wait, don't, wait, wait. That's the highlight. Don't get to the, don't get to the card yet. Okay, you, you, you bring in the card when you're ready. So then he's, he's oh. over there- Wait, 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 he was oh, getting- AJ, are we gonna, wait, who's gonna tell the story? Am I gonna tell the story? Are you gonna tell me how to tell the story? There's a part I gotta say. Go. At this point, I was so intoxicated that Eric had his arm around me to keep me standing up straight. Because I had probably about 10 Jack and Cokes by this point. Correct. And it, it got to the point where you like you went down and got down to the point where you were holding on to my waist for dear life. Dude, like just I, a drunken man holding on to another man's waist. The current you do, bro, you're height. So I'm 5'10, you're 6'4. When we like when I give you a bro hug, hello. I'm already at your waist. Mm-hmm. So basically, you were hugging me normally. Yes, pretty much. So this guy's over here, you know, playing his game, bidding really high, and we're just watching. And I'm pretty drunk at that point, too. But um, AJ was gone. And I think the, even before AJ was gone was when he gave us his card. I think when we were introducing ourselves and telling each other who we are, that's when he gave us the, his card. And AJ, that's your cue. Go. The card was, it's a very nice, hefty card. And I'm going to be honest with you, Eric. I don't remember exactly what his title was, but I believe it was something with, like, Secret Service, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, some kind of, like, I don't know if it was, like, personal security or, like, arms dealer or, like, some kind of, like, sort of military on it it had like a like a secret service emblem on it or something like that with the eagle and everything yeah like I, I like not government but maybe like a contractor of arms or of like security detail like he seemed like he seemed dangerous like someone you don't want to make angry and i honestly got intimidated as soon as i saw his title and what he does i was like who is this guy like he was not a little guy he was a big guy yeah he was a buff dude he was yeah. super he was tall and he was buff so, like, he would have kicked all of our asses in an instant, especially in our state. He would probably beat your ass with me. Yeah, so, I, uh, honestly, I did get a little bit. <laughs> he would have beat your ass with me as the weapon. So, yeah, I was a little intimidated. I was like, oh, shit, this guy's like, this guy could probably look us up and see our entire internet search history and, you know, and, like, judge us or, like, tell us that we've been looking into too much of JFK's assassination or something, you know? And I was just like, dude, this guy could be dangerous. Like, I, I got a little bit nervy, a little bit. But I was drunk, too, so I didn't get that nervy. But, um, yeah, at the end of the night, we, you know, we, I don't know, I don't even remember how we parted ways, but I was glad we did it. At the end of the night, we were like, wow, what happened? Or the next morning, and then we, we called him something. We started calling him something. But I forgot what it was, and it was like a running joke at the end, like, oh, look, remember when we ran into so-and-so? I forgot the name we gave him. Well, before the next morning, he's, you know, because we were parting ways, and he's like, hey, you guys are mad cool. You know, tomorrow, meet up with me. We're going to, I'm going to this very exclusive lounge that you have to be a member to get into. Do you remember that part? I don't remember that, dude. I don't, unless I was too drunk and I'm making it up, but I could have <laughs> said that, and I could have sworn we all agreed this is probably not good. 
Yeah, I think I think we got a uh, um, an eerie vibe towards the end, and we're just like, nah. And I think our one of our friends was doesn't who doesn't drink too much. I think he also was kind of like the voice of reason, and kind of was like, yeah, guys, uh, I wouldn't. But that was wild. That was a crazy encounter. And then the next day, you know, since we're staying at Hooters, we went downstairs for breakfast, and we ordered wings because you know, let's be honest, want to go to Hooters, you have to get the wings. Uh huh. So we got the wings, and I remember having one bite, and I was so hungover. I told the guys, I'm going back to bed. So I took a bite of my chicken, mm-hmm. back to the room, passed out. Passed out oh, cold. Oh. The guys finished their food. and I missed remember- out on the mob museum. We- I didn't get to that part yet. Oh. So do you remember who ate my food? I did. At the hungover stage of, like, I need to eat, and I need to, like, sober up or get some uh, a ton of water and absorb all this alcohol I just consumed. So I ate my meal and I ate I ate the shit out of AJ's meal too. <laughs> I ate both of those damn meals and I was not even playing. So it worked out for me. The guys ended up coming back up to the room and I was still passed out and I was not getting up. So the guy's mm-hmm. like, hey, we're supposed to go to the mob museum. No, no, no. Now we're supposed to, AJ. Hey, AJ, we planned this whole trip for you. We plan t- to go to the mob museum. We have tickets for us to go to the mob museum. Let's go because we planned this all for you. And AJ, you were what? Passed out. You I were a little, a little chicken shit. I'm puking. I can't go out. I, I won't make it. I don't think I puked though, dude. I didn't puke that day. You had to all. have. You had to no, have. Dude, I would just. I just slept it, bro. I just slept it away. Dang. Yeah. But then I ended up waking up eventually. It was now it's dark. Like the day's you know gone. Gone. And then I ended up taking a Uber to the mom museum to meet up with the guys because they're done. And after, just, yeah, when, after we were done. <laughs> yeah. And then we just uh-huh. finished the night on what, Fremont Street, right? Yeah, I think we, yeah, I think we ended it on Fremont Street, which is always a good time. Fremont Street, I mean, it's not for everyone, but Fremont Street can be a good time. I believe that concludes today's episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Brothers and sisters, together we drink. Cheers, everyone. You've been listening to the Brothers of the Dram podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Brothers of the Dram. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. On behalf of the crew, thank you brothers and sisters for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Cheers.